0: It's no secret that cell phone addiction is real, and that many of us are spending outrageous amounts of time on our screens. But just like every rose has its thorn, every good thing that our devices bring into our lives is accompanied by a harmful consequence. What pieces of your life are being taken away by your cell phone usage? And more importantly, how do you get those pieces back? It's time to get educated. Welcome everyone to Educated, a podcast with easy-to-follow academic discussion in the realm of psychology and other special topics. My name is Mario Riquetta, and in this episode, our final episode of 2020, we're going to continue discussing the topic of smartphone addiction and screen time. Now, last time we discussed the addiction and just why we're spending so much of our times on our screens but in this episode, I want to highlight the consequences that have come along with us being addicted to our cell phones, and then I want to touch on some solutions to this problem. What good is naming a problem if we can't identify some solutions? So let's get to it. According to Dr. Adam Alter, who specializes in the area of screen addiction, there are ultimately four main consequences of us being glued to our phones. And these consequences are physical, financial, psychological, and social in nature. Let's break down each one. Starting with the physical realm. By using screens so much, quite frankly, we're just spending much less time being active. In our last episode, I discussed how the average adult is on their phone about four hours a day, whereas teens and younger adults could be maybe on their phones upward of eight, nine, even 10 hours a day. But aside from this, aside from just being on our screens and hence spending less time engaged in physical activity, there's also the danger of being on our phones when we shouldn't be. I mean, how many times have we watched people walk around on their phones, not paying attention to the world around them? Maybe we're even those people, you know, bumping into one another, into doors, tripping over fire hydrants, what have you and even worse, the fact that so many people are texting and driving, which of course is absolutely devastating and poses clear physical risks. Secondly, how about financial consequences of too much screen time? Using our screens extensively can be financially detrimental. A lot of us, for example, end up overspending on different games or different apps that we download, which are free to start with, but then in order to truly continue using those apps or those games, you have to make what are called in-app purchases. Now this model, which has been dubbed the freemium model, has really become a huge part of our on-screen experiences and the way that we spend money as it relates to technology. And financially speaking, spending so much time on our phones has also flat out taken away from how productive we are, especially during working hours. So not only do we have the physical consequences of too much screen time, we also have the financial consequences. Moving along to a third consequence in the psychological realm. Last episode, I discussed how people nowadays are having a very hard time allowing themselves to just be bored, to sort of immerse themselves in these idle, sit around type experiences. A famous experiment that's been done recently in this area was conducted with a group of college students, and they were given the opportunity to choose between two options. Number one, sit in a room idle by themselves for 20 minutes doing nothing. Or option number two, go into the corner of that room and get to play with a machine that will administer electric shocks. Now, the participants knew that the electric shock was harmless, but were told that it was very unpleasant. Nevertheless, you guessed it, a majority of these college students chose option two, the electric shock, which I guess was more appealing to them than just sitting around being bored. Yikes. This really says something about where we're at as a society in terms of the psychological consequences of using our phones so much. Now, fourthly, another consequence that we have to talk about, and in terms of what I think is the most important consequence, it's this one right here. It's the social consequence of too much screen time. Think about how many times you've been in the same room as another person, family member, a friend, a lover, and the two of you aren't actually together at all. You're not interacting, but rather just looking down at your own individual devices. This is devastating when you really think about it. And what's important to note is that not only are we doing this, but when our kids are watching us, they see the adults in their lives acting this way, Well, they begin to normalize this behavior and grow up thinking that this is the way to act. Just put your nose down into your phone and live in your own little world. As such, kids are growing up and experiencing less and less social learning opportunities face to face with those around them. Now, the generation born into this type of era, these kids are about 8 to 10 years old right now. We don't know what their teen years are going to look like and we certainly don't know how their adulthood will look like. Will they be socially impaired? How will communication look for them as they progress into the working world and beyond? These questions we just don't have the answers to yet, but we'll find out soon enough. And as it stands right now, all signs are indicating that there is a switch in the way people are communicating and that there will be some impairments there but we'll have to stay tuned as to how it all unfolds. Nevertheless, taken together, we know that the four major areas of consequences for cell phone addiction and overusing our screens, is physical, financial, psychological, and social in nature. And so where do we go from here? Cell phones and crazy amounts of screen time, I mean, these things aren't going away anytime soon it's going to keep getting more immersive. Many experts in the field are saying that virtual reality and augmented reality is just closer and closer to becoming a regular daily part of our lives. And there are so many applications that we know are upcoming for us where we're going to have to choose between our real world and a virtual world. And quite frankly, when we look at it, humans are going to have to pick between which world they're going to live in do you want a perfect virtual experience that you can control or an imperfect real world it's going to be hard for people to pick the imperfect real world and this is just one of those real issues that we need to discuss and tackle as we move forward and so we really need to start coming up with some solutions to this but What can we be doing? What are the solutions to cell phone addiction and an overabundance of screen time? Now, I mean, we can lie to ourselves and say that we're just going to quit using our phones and roll it back to the 1950s. Good luck with that. The fact is, even if you or I say we wanna do that and we might have good intentions in doing so, even if you or I were to quit technology cold turkey, the rest of the world is still advancing, period. So quitting cold turkey just isn't a viable option when it comes to our technology and our screen time. I guess the key really then is to figure out why we're spending so much time on our devices. Apart from using them for what's necessary, why are we then spending hours upon hours extra time on our screens? What's the underlying issue here? Now, some researchers say that our devices serve as adult pacifiers, which we use to help deal with our feelings, perhaps feelings of loneliness or boredom or isolation. So asking yourself why you're spending all this extra time on your phone, that's a helpful exercise. This is called motivational interviewing. Ask yourself why you spend so many extra hours on your screen and be honest, from there, you're giving yourself a good starting point to start to rectify the problem in a meaningful way. There's this psychological concept called behavioral architecture, which suggests that we have this capacity to build the world around us, to build our experiences and how they play out. Now, this is a key component of moving forward in our fight against cell phone overuse and addiction. Last episode, I gave a statistic that approximately 75% of people at any given time can reach their cell phone without having to get up to go and retrieve it. So then with this in mind, the best thing we can do is to essentially build in a particular time of day every day where we just simply don't have our phones close by. For example, every day from 5 to 7, I won't have my phone with me. Now, this is tricky, of course, because our daily schedules are always changing, and I get that. So maybe we can start by building a world where the rule is, during dinner time, I'm going to have my phone locked in a drawer in my bedroom. Or even better, every night when I go to sleep, my phone will stay out of the bedroom and will be left in the kitchen charging overnight. Now, all of these times that we're able to build into our days where we are without our phones, these are gonna be helpful in helping us to rebuild a life, a life that's less reliant and negatively affected by our screens. Of course, keep in mind with this, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Neither was breaking a cell phone addiction. So, if this is something you're interested in doing, start as slowly as you need to. Don't get discouraged but work toward building up the number of hours each day that you are physically without your phone. And soon enough, you'll see great gains and you'll find it much easier and less anxiety provoking to be without your device, without looking at your screen. Now, another key principle in psychology that I think we need to discuss when we're looking at ways to combat cell phone addiction is the fact that when we want to eliminate behavior, The best thing we can do is to actually replace that behavior with a different one, a more positive one. So instead of just saying, I'm going to stay off my phone for this hour, why not try to do something else during that hour to replace the behavior of going on your phone? And this will help keep you engaged and mindful in the world around you. There's something called attention restoration theory, which suggests that the mental fatigue and exhaustion that comes from concentrating hard on something, such as your phone, can be dealt with by spending time in nature or by looking at natural environments. The more time you spend in nature when you're fatigued, well, the more likely you are to rejuvenate yourself and to restore your personal resources. So from this, we can learn that maybe short bursts of time in nature are good for us, So if you're spending time away from your phone, why not use that time to take a walk outside through a natural environment? This is helpful stuff to do all while you're trying to stay away from your device. Another way that we can be mindful of our screen usage is to perhaps set alarms that will help to remind us about the amount of time that we're spending looking at a screen. You might be someone who's addicted, addicted to binge watching shows, say on Netflix. So why not try setting an alarm for a set period of time and maybe even have that alarm ring off in a different room of your house than where you're sitting down watching Netflix. This way, when your alarm goes off, let's say after a predetermined 90 minute interval, you have to literally get up and move to a different room to turn off the alarm. This gives you that built-in break time, a break to your screen consumption, and it gives you a chance for mindfulness where you can then think for yourself, what do I wanna be doing next? Do I really wanna go back into that room and sit down again and keep watching the show? Or is there something else I might enjoy doing right now instead? See, the beauty thing with this alarm system is that you preserve your ability to choose freely, but you're giving yourself that break to be able to make a more mindful choice. In last episode, we talked about how apps like Netflix have purposely taken away that break from you by purposely starting up one show after the next, no interruption, the break is gone. So do yourself a favor and give it back to yourself. And ultimately, that's what this is all about. It's about us taking back our lives, getting back to some of the more mindful and basic experiences that we need in order to learn and to grow through life. Cell phones and other devices are clearly important parts of our day-to-day existence. There's no denying that. But let's never forget the power that we have inside of us to live meaningful lives over and above anything that technology could ever offer us. And so as we move into a new year filled with new hopes and new dreams for a, a real strong, solid future, I hope that you'll consider joining me in taking some of these steps to reclaim our lives, to reclaim a more simple experience of life with one another, a life that's bursting with goodness. Of course, you don't wanna get rid of that device altogether because well, then how else are you gonna get educated through 2021. Our sophomore season continues in January, my friends. And until then, all the best for a happy new year.